Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to a special following on podcast. I'm John Norman. I'm pleased to say today we look at the recent rise of Jofra Archer, who of course starred and has starred in the Cricket World Cup so far. At Talk Sports' James Savundra has made a special package on one of England's most formidable cricketers and hearing from those who have been there to watch the rise of this world-class fast bowler. This is the making of Jofra Archer. Joffre Archer, he's an absolutely, he's gold. Oh, Catch that, he has! Would you believe it? Not allowed. That is not allowed. Plus that out of thin air. He's got ridiculous pace. He's got 90 plus mile an hour. He bowls good Yorkers at the death. He's got this temperament which seems to be cool in pressurised situations. Archer does not let you down against left-handers. What an addition he's been to this England side. We all thought Joffre Archer was a very exciting, dynamic cricketer that could bring fresh skills and match-winning potential to the England team. Bowling! Near gone first ball! I think it probably took me four balls to realise that not only does he need to be in the 15, he desperately needs to be in the 11 and he definitely needs to be in that first test match squad against Australia. Jofra Archer is England's new superstar. After just a handful of appearances for his adopted nation, it's already hard to imagine life without him. We'll find out how a young wicketkeeper born in Barbados became England's X-Factor one of the most destructive fast bowlers on the planet and a player who already Virat Kohli has described as world-class. This is the making of Jofra Archer. Bold, inside edge, onto the stumps. And who strikes? Jofra Archer does. Archer was born in Barbados in 1995 to a Bayesian mother and an English father. He went to Foundation School, a school attended 40 years earlier by cricketing great Joel Garner. As a youngster, he was a wicketkeeper who batted and also bowled leg spin. He opened the batting for Foundation with Zachary McCaskey. Joe Archer was always a uh, naturally talented player. He just had something in him that 
you know just something special about him the one thing that i must say or commend about him is the love and the passion for the game after coming back from a school vacation in 2010 he was told to take up fast bowling by the school cricket coach namo win it was a whole developmental process where um i go stage by stage in terms of develop him to where he's at now you know i broke him down in a couple frames i use different programs i use all sorts of things to get his action going and he enjoyed it that, that made it easy for me he would always be ready and ready to go and ready to learn um and, and coaching him was a, was a pleasure within six months he was bowling up to 80 miles an hour his progression continued through adolescence he featured for Barbados under-19s and was selected by West Indies under-19s to take on Bangladesh, that following a successful regional tournament where he was the highest wicket-taker. However, shortly after, one selection decision would go on to change the course of Archer's life, as fellow young Bayesian bowler Akeem Jordan recalls. He was so confident he was going to make the World Cup team. Yeah. And then when he found out that he didn't make it, he like... You know, it crushed him. He felt, you could see it, his whole face, his emotions, everything just yeah. changed. And I don't know if from then he decided that he's going to take his career elsewhere. Archer was hurt and began his journey to England qualification. He began playing for Middleton Cricket Club in Sussex. However, his time was hampered by a back injury, which severely limited his bowling. He returned to Barbados after his second season and considered continuing his studies by going to university. But he wanted to give it one more go, as his stepfather, Patrick Waith, explains. So he said he wanted to go back and try another year. I said, yes, and that's when Harsham, I decided that, that they wanted him. So he said, if your back is good and so on, you can go ahead. After playing just a few games for Horsham, he began to net with Sussex and turned out for their second team, as then club captain Luke Wright recalls. I remember facing him actually, and um, he had the pace, uh, probably not quite the pace he got now, but just wild. It, but, you know, big swing both ways, but, you know, massive uh, times he was hitting the side net, but it was just a bit erratic, but raw. But you could see there was obviously raw pace there. We were actually going into a 2020 period, so. Uh, we we just said, look, we're going, we we're about to play a game between ourselves as a squad, and we didn't have enough numbers. So Joff played against us, um, and I think he hit Ben Brown on the head. He was terrorising most of the lads, and suddenly, you know, you stand up and say it's a bit special. They've got there's someone that's got this um, raw talent, um, and from there, really went and played against Pakistan. We put him in that game, um, and he cleaned them up and did really nicely. I think he got three for, and and from that point, really, you could just see he was destined to to play for Sussex and then as he went he just every every time you gave him a new challenge he just took it with both hands and um, and just got better and better. You obviously thought he was pretty good because you gave him his debut he played in that first class game against Pakistan in 2016 later that year the T20 debut and the one day debut as well at that stage did you think you had something really special? Yeah I think we knew quite early on that we got something special there's not many kids that go in um, and dominate the way that he did. And it's not even sometimes with your figures, you could just see the way he managed the games, um, the way that he was attacking players. He's got this great sort of street fighter almost sort of mentality. And, you know, the more pressure you put on him, um, the better he gets. His mother, Joelle, and his stepdad, Patrick, were pleased that he had finally got a break. Even when he was playing soccer, he left level cricket for success. I, I felt a sense of that he, you know, he have achieved you know, are you going towards achieving his goals? 
because th there were times that my wife and I would, before he would make it, would, we'd be lying in the bed and, we, and I would say to her, you know, I just want someone to give him a chance. It didn't take Archer long before he became one of the first names on the team sheet at Sussex. He quickly grabbed the attention of T20 leagues around the world. He featured in the Big Bash in Australia before being snapped up for £800,000 in the Indian Premier League. He subsequently became a star on the world stage. But what is it about Archer that makes him so unique? Everything about Joff is just there to perform. He's a winner. And, you know, every time we played against a test batter or, some, you know, some international big name would come and play against us, you would see he'd be desperate asking you to bowl, get me on to bowl, I want to bowl, I want to get him out. And inevitably he did. But, you know, when a lot of players tend to shy away from those players, he's the one that's just literally asking you to bowl. Ian Bell has won the Ashes five times with England. He faced Archer last season in a county game. I was really interested going into the game to, to face him and what kind of pace it was. I can only imagine when you look back at some of the great West Indian bowlers of the past, which we've seen, you know, they make it look very easy and rhythmical and um, great athletes. And he just seems to have that in abundance, really. Um, you know, he bowls at 90 miles an hour without making it, doesn't even look like he is. It looks like it's so easy. That last point is one which is followed up by James Anderson, a man with 575 test wickets, the most of any fast bowler in test history. It's very frustrating to watch because he looks so easy. He, like, he jogs in and um, sort of doesn't look like he's putting in too much effort at the crease and yet he bowls at 95 miles an hour. So it's really frustrating for all the other bowlers watching him. Um, and yeah when you're putting in so much effort to try and get that extra couple of miles an hour out and he looks like he's just so natural and, and, and really easy. Up until November 2018, ECB eligibility rules meant that Archer would not be able to qualify for England until 2022. This did not deter Joffre. He was willing to bide his time. The West Indies spoke to him quite a bit during that period, but I mean, he was always, I think he'd always got this thing that, you know, we've given him a chance over here. He felt that the West Indies had let him down a little bit, especially over injuries and sort of cast him to the side. So um, he always spoke about, you know, thinking he was going to have to do the long haul, which was going to be five to seven years, I think. So um, from that moment, he was focused on playing for England. So it wasn't just a change of attitude. Suddenly when this rule changed, he was willing to do the, the length of time. So I think that's a lot of times people don't realise that actually he booked himself in to do the, to, to do the long haul. Um, and it was only when this rule changed that obviously it got in quicker, which is massive for him. As Luke Wright explains there, the rules did change. In November, the ECB slashed their residency requirements from seven to three years. This meant that Archer would be eligible in time for the World Cup. What have you got, Joffre Archer, 90 mile an hour Yorker, right into the base of the stumps. And after just three England appearances in May, selector Ed Smith put Archer straight into the 15-man World Cup squad. We all thought Joffre Archer was a very exciting, dynamic cricketer that could bring fresh skills and match-winning potential to the England team. I think what's happened is that everyone else has seen that now in an England shirt and that's become very clear. So Joffre Archer, we're all very comfortable and excited about him being in the squad. Oh, that's a beauty. That is an absolute jaffa from Archer. Nip back in, bail trimmer. What a star he's going to be. Archer is currently England's leading wicket-taker at this World Cup. It's no shock to his teammates at Sussex and his former club captain, Luke Wright.
it's certainly not surprised us um, the way that he's done for England. And I think the the only surprise left for everyone is that he's still four day bowling, red ball bowling is is his strongest suit. He's sort of learned on the go with his white ball cricket and um, it's obviously shown how good he is now but his actual red ball first class skills are, are probably where his real strength was lies so hopefully we'll see him in the Ashes Ian Bell a man who's won the Ashes urn on five different occasions I do believe from what I've seen and faced and, and I watch he's a rare talent and um, I think England will be better off with him uh, in all formats and I, I couldn't think of a better time to get him in in a way because he's going to be learning with Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, um, and it's it's important because those guys aren't going to be around forever. So whatever he can learn from those guys going forward, uh, is going to be good. Uh, it's going to be good for England in the future. So how would the great Jimmy Anderson feel about playing alongside him this summer? He's had such a big impact on this one-day side so far, and it was a big call to bring him in for the World Cup as well. England had a set, settled team. Um, you know they'd used a lot of guys who who've got them to number one in the world. They had to make a tough decision, leave someone out, and and bring Joffer in. So. He's clearly in their thoughts and you know, I, I just think about the opposition and if, if I had a guy, if I was going up against a guy who bowled 95 miles an hour like he does and, uh, and moves the ball the way he does then I'd be a little bit worried so it'd be that intimidatory factor would be good for us as well. From Barbados to the home of cricket at Lords via Sussex, Rajasthan and Tasmania, it's been an incredible journey and it's only just getting started. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.